This is Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare from Rock 94.7. Welcome to 13 Questions on Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare. Tonight's guest is a guitarist and vocalist for progressive metal outfit Stealing Axion. Their debut full-length album, Moments, comes out August 28th. Here to talk about the album, metal, and more, Josh DeShazo. Welcome to Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare. Thank you, thank you. Now, uh, Josh, uh, let's see, we got you guys, Seven Horns, Seven Eyes, Jeff Loomis's solo stuff. Is progressive metal the new grunge in Seattle? Uh, it would seem that way. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of local bands that are incorporating elements of progressive into their metal as well, so I would have to say, yeah. They're just less flannel this time around, maybe? <laughs> well, actually, I think the flannel's still sticking around in most of the bands, though. We don't actually wear any, but, you know, a lot of the bands that we play with at the local shows still have that kind of style like that flannel like skateboarder style it's kind of cool gotcha now josh uh, did stealing axion did you guys set out to be a prog band or did it just sort of happen that way I, I guess you could say that we set out to be one because that's just what we've always loved writing um so it was kind of unconscious you know we just wrote the music that we wanted to hear and play and it just so happens that that's prog you know that's what we've always written and that's what we've grown up writing and it is what transformed us from, you know, playing Led Zeppelin covers into being, I feel, better musicians, you know, so that's kind of what we stuck with. Uh, what exactly draws you, though, personally? What draws you towards that prog sound? Um, the reason that I love prog so much is that you, you really, you can kind of expect anything to happen, you know. Um, nothing is outlawed in prog, and you're able to push your, the boundaries I mean, if you want to base an entire song off of a math concept, you can, and it's not unheard of. Um, you know, a sound that you hear in your head without having to worry about the repercussions of not fitting into the alt-punk genre. You know, it's kind of like a more expansive, open-minded uh, genre of music, I think. And that's kind of what really draws us to it, is we can just experiment with the sounds that we hear in our heads. Now, Josh, uh, in Scaling Axion, you guys share vocal duties. Which one of you did the lead vocals on It's Too Late Now? Um, that song actually features uh, all three of us, but I, I did most of the main uh, clean vocal parts. Um, that song features kind of a concept of other people, you know, chiming in, expressing their opinions. And we recorded Phil uh, doing some vocals in that song as well. Um, but yeah, I, I was the main, the clean vocalist in that song. Because uh, I'm telling you, the, the I mean, you're just hitting crazy, crazy notes in that song. The whole time I'm listening, my jaw's just on the floor like, oh my God, this guy is... Just oh, bringing it, man. Just bringing it. it. Easily one of the highlights of the album. Just so much passion going on in there. What was that like in the studio when you guys were laying that down? Oh, man, I was really picky with that song. <laughs> we uh, we had set out to have that song be kind of our, the vocal performance song, you know, and so I really pushed myself to hit higher notes. Um, you know, at, at that point, I was still pretty new to singing and uh, wanted to try to hit it as high as I could. And there was a lot of Devin Townsend influence in that song as far as like the high parts are concerned. But, you know, I was able to hit the notes, but I wasn't able to hit them the style that I wanted. And so like getting that aggressive, like, you know, breaking point almost sound was the goal for me in that session. And like, it took a few tries. And I think like 
you know, my voice started to rasp because I was hitting it so much and it just kind of made a nice timbre that I really liked. So, well, I mean, it, it turned out fantastic. And I mean, you brought out, uh, you brought up that you guys, that you're uh, new to, you know, doing the vocal thing. We'll get to your newness in just a sec, but um, let's talk about personnel for a second. Now, I, j- I checked out your Facebook page. You guys are currently, um, how do we put this, between drummers? Is that still the case? Um, yeah, unofficially. Uh, we're, you know, we're covered for all of our touring needs and everything. And, uh, it's just kind of, um, one of those things where we were just trying to be really careful about who we, you know, go decide to go with in the long run. But we, uh, we've got a great guy that we're working with right now and we're really excited to get out to Europe with him. Now, are you still in the hiring phase though, as far as a full-time drummer to join the band? I, I would say right now it's like, a we're committed to working with him. Um, so I, I wouldn't say that we're in the hiring phase, but, uh, you know, we, like I said, we just want to make sure that everything is going to be, you know, good between the chemistry of the band and everything before we proceed further. But we're not too worried. Excellent. Excellent. Um, now, what does it take to be a member of Scaling Axion? What sort of qualifications? Well, um, pr- you know, technical proficiency in your instrument and a vast love of music. You know, that's one of the things that we were really worried about was when we first set out to find drummers is we wanted to find somebody that can play like death metal parts and really fast lines, but at the same time, retain groove, you know, and like a a really great drummer that we all look up to is Zoltan of the Flower Kings. He's just got so much groove, but he's got such fast hands and he has fast feet when he needs to. We kind of wanted a guy like that that's also able to play death metal. (laughs) It's just like really hard to find that, you know, so um, we've run across people that are just not into death metal, but they really love the prog stuff and then vice versa, you know, like death metal drummers that just can't really play slow, so it's kind of been a balancing act. And, uh, as far as a drummer, that's, that's, you know, where those things apply. Um, as far as the other instruments, you know, just like somebody that loves dynamics and music and not making, you know, only heavy metal or only, you know, soft music and stuff like that. You're listening to 13 questions on scary Terry's Saturday nightmare. Scary Terry's Saturday nightmare is a three hour metal show heard every single Saturday night from nine until midnight central standard time on rock 94, seven and one Oh two nine and online at rock nine, four, seven.com. Our interview with Josh DeShazo of Scaling Axion continues. Now, in addition to uh, uh, being uh, definitely on the proggy side of metal, uh, Scaling Axion, you guys also get the gent label a lot. Uh, Do you see that as a positive or a negative for the band? You know, and that's something that we've kind of like talked about a lot at the beginning, and we don't really bring it up much anymore. Um, I feel like metalcore is kind of the same thing. You know, like when they first came out, everybody was like metalcore this, metalcore that, but now it's just kind of metal. You know, you just hear it, and it's not really as big of an issue with the label. Um, it might steer a few people away from trying to check us out, but uh, we're really hoping that once the album comes out, people kind of see past that, and because they think there's a lot of music there. You know, the gent thing only happens few and far between in our music, I think. Um, so hopefully people can look past that and not, you know, use that as a barrier. Well, I got a, I got the advanced copy of the album, and I'm listening to moments uh, while I'm doing uh, research for this interview, and I, I, I saw the Gent label, and I'm like, wait a minute, this sounds nothing like Meshuggah. That's that's pretty much the yeah. short, that's what, uh, basically Gent, that, that seems to be the shorthand for it, sounds kind of like Meshuggah, but you guys have a completely different dynamic going on, and I'm, I'm I'm I, I, I'm stunned that you guys get that gent label uh, slapped on you like that. Well, you know, we use the syncopated, uh, you know, technical rhythms and stuff, and, that, and that's definitely our influence for the rhythms on the album is Meshuggah's all the way. You know, we're not going to deny that influence. But at the same time, we 
we like to feel like we explore melody and stuff and you know th- thank you you know that's a good compliment uh, yeah you, you guys have much more going on than that for sure now uh josh in addition to being a professional musician which i'm, I'm sure you, you've got to be you know rolling in the dough and diving into a bank vault full of coins <laughs> like like scrooge mcduck from ducktales but w- when you're not doing that do you have a day job <laughs> It's kind of far from what you just explained, but yeah, um, actually I deliver pizza, um, and you know, I know it's not the best job in the world, but it's a lot of fun, you know, I really love the people I work with, and I, I work in the ghetto part of my city, but it's not as bad as I thought it was, which is a nice relief. <laughs> so so I could, uh, so somebody could order pizza in Seattle and have it delivered by uh, one of the up-and-coming stars of prog metal. That's a pretty sweet deal for the person on the other side of the phone who just wants some pepperoni. That's a, 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 that's that's better than little green peppers they give you with the pizza sometimes. No. Oh. Yeah, I've actually met people that recognize me. It was kind of hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, in that way, if you do meet a uh, someone who recognizes you, that would encourage them to buy the damn CD instead of downloading it from a torrent site. You know, it's like, hey, this guy's got to deliver pizzas. I, I, I got to help him out, right? Yeah, definitely. You should maybe you should dress more disheveled, and that would encourage it more. Yes. <laughs> yeah, if it were if it were allowed, I would. <laughs> there you go. Now, uh, Josh, uh, Scaling Axion, you guys are, I mean, you guys are super new, relatively speaking. What misconceptions did you have about being a signed band that have been shattered now that you're on the other side of the record contract? We, we really didn't have these pipe dreams about being signed. Um, we had hoped, you know, that it was going to help us get uh, get out of there on, on tour and stuff. And we, were, we had hoped that it was going to get us distributed. And I mean, those were really our only two goals with getting signed. Um, and, you know, also some connections on like, if we needed to find new members and stuff. And, you know, all those things have come true. Like, you know, our AR guy's been great. He's been working around the clock for us. Um, you know, we're, we're getting the distribution. We're, you know, getting approached with tour. Not not a ton of tours, but, you know, like important ones. Like this one with Jeff Loomis and Monuments and Vildarta that we're going on. Like we, we were approached with this through the label. And, you know, that's kind of what we expected we expected that we'd still be doing, you know, all the same stuff that we'd been doing before we got signed. But now it's just nice to have somebody to bounce ideas off of and come up with ideas to help with the promotion and everything. So really, there's been no letdowns at all. It's been great. It's good to go into it grounded, I would say. Oh, yeah. We try to do everything that way. It just kind of pays off better. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, you mentioned your uh, tour with uh, Loomis uh, just a second ago. Um, you did a blog for a, a, a little time there for Guitar World. And um, I mean, it was a great piece. I read the whole thing and, and it was a, it was a very, uh, very uh, the first person view of the trials and tribulations of being on the road. And some of those uh, tribulations were pretty tribulationous. Um, however, let's talk about a positive here. What's your favorite memory from the road that you can share with our listeners without attracting the attention of law enforcement? <laughs> well, um, favorite memory, honestly, I think all the guys in the band would agree in the ocean for like two hours in San Diego. That was just exhilarating. And it, we felt so free, you know, it was really cool. Um, it, it was pretty funny getting kicked out of Reading. Like that will always be a good memory. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I would have to say the ocean was just great down there. It's perfect. Uh, oh, I tell you what, uh, for the benefit of our listeners who didn't uh, read the piece, uh, it, uh, walk us through what, how, how did you get kicked out of Reading? Well, <laughs> we had driven from Portland all the way down. We were going to stop in Reading and kind of, you know, hang out there for the night. And uh, we'd been on the road nine hours, I think, and Phil, our bassist, like, had slept the entire time. We pulled over, and this, the first thing he does when he gets up is he goes outside to, like, pee in a bush. And not even all of us had gotten out of the van at that point. 
and a cop just pulls up instantly and kicked us out of town. He was like, I never want to see you guys again. <laughs> so we actually had to get back on the road for 15 more minutes to Anderson, where we actually ended up. Now, was there a Dukes of Hazard-esque chase to the county line or anything like that? Oh, oh no, but he, he was circling around us quite a bit, making sure that we actually left, and we, we were threatened, you know, so we left. <laughs> You're listening to 13 Questions on Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare. Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare is a three-hour metal show heard every single Saturday night from 9 until midnight Central Standard Time on Rock 94.7 and 102.9 and online at rock947.com. Our interview with Josh DeShazo of Scaling Axion continues. Now, uh, Josh, you guys, uh, during your tour, you slept in a lot of parking lots, uh, gas stations, Walmarts, and the like. Who has the nicest parking lots for sleeping purposes? I, I mean, we pretty much slept in Walmart. You know, uh, the the gas stations were just miserable. There's no shade. And we, we really only slept in the gas stations in, like, Wyoming and stuff, the wide-open places where there weren't really very many towns to stop in with Walmarts. Um, but, yeah, like Walmarts in California were super nice. <laughs> they had trees and big open parking lots and other people were camping and stuff so we just played frisbee and barbecued it was awesome so so walmart is that accommodating to where you can set up a barbecue grill right up here in the lot and just hang out for the better part of an evening oh yeah man you could talk to the security guard and ask him to watch your stuff too well i'm going to advise all of the local musicians who listen to rock 94 7 your mileage may vary with our local walmart you may want to call ahead to be sure (laughs) yeah we actually did we always double checked before we went there and we planned accordingly Gotcha. Now, uh, Josh, uh, during that uh, Guitar World blog, um, there were some instances where you guys got jerked around and in some cases ripped off by venue owners while you're while uh, you were on tour. Are you going to start having like a green M&M tour rider uh, in place to make sure that this sort of stuff doesn't happen in the future? <laughs> yeah, actually, um, we've kind of you know discussed that afterwards, uh, you know, what we would do or what we would do next time on tour. Um, and we, we kind of figured out you know, what we need to include in contracts to kind of ensure that stuff doesn't happen. Um, one of the big ones is kind of double checking, uh, who the openers are, you know, being able to verify like, yeah, we we're okay with these guys opening or no, because, Oh, we had 10 year olds open for us, a 10 year old, like, I think it was a ACDC cover band. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a bit of a a mismatch there. So, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So what what happened when you walked in and saw? Did did you ask them? Um, are, are, is your mommy and are your mommy and daddy around? What are you doing hanging out in the bar, kid? Well, it was funny because when they were loading in, it was all their you know the parents like the dads were loading it in, and they're all dressed like rock stars. And so we just thought they were the opening band, and they're asking us to borrow an amp or something, and we're just oh you know we don't use amps, sorry. Uh, so anyways, we're outside hanging out. We hear him start, so we go inside, and we see all those guys that were loading in standing in the crowd. We're just like, wait, who's on stage? We look, and there's just 10-year-olds <laughs> playing. <laughs> it was really funny. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Simply amazing. Now, uh, uh, Josh, uh, Scaling Axion's bass player, uh, Phil Warmouth, he has a Slender Man as his Facebook profile pic, as well as a few yeah. other gamer-related pics on his profile. Are you or anybody else in the band gamers? Yeah, I think all of us, you know... We not so much as uh, anymore, but we we definitely grew up playing video games together and stuff. We're we're all friends from high school, and yeah, like I know that Dan still plays Quake Live all the time. Um, I just I've been trying to wean myself off of uh, Diablo three, and Phil's been playing uh, Slender, which is like a free horror game, which is why he made this 
profile picture of that. But yeah, we, we all play here and there, you know, to entertain ourselves between uh, the band and work. Yeah, I uh, actually tried Slender for the first time the other night, and I, I never thought I'd be so terrified by something with with where the graphics are that crude. I really, yeah. it, it gets you though; it really does. Josh, I got one more question for you. Now, um, you're just at the beginning stages uh, of your uh, career here, and this is a, a golden opportunity that you have here to uh, to actually get get information out that you really want to get out. Is there a question that you wish someone would ask you in an interview, but no one ever seems to? You know, like uh, the concept of our album is something that I haven't really been approached about. And it's always something that I'm reluctant to answer because I kind of want to leave it up to our listeners to uh, discover for themselves. But it's always fun to instill some kind of you know idea of what's going on in the album and actually really haven't been asked that well uh, let's make that happen now what is the (laughs) overarching concept then to stealing axioms moments the general gist of it is there's a guy who may or may not be insane and he believes that the world is going to end and he's trying to warn people but nobody wants to heed his warnings and by the end of the album, you find out who was right and who was wrong. Okay. Uh, well, I, I listened to it the entire way through uh, last night. And I mean, musically speaking, it was incredible. Now I got to get there. I, I got to get back to it with a lyric sheet and follow along. That is Josh DeShazo of Stealing Axion. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Twitter, and pick up their latest album, Moments. It is due out August 28th. That kicks all kinds of ass. Josh, thank you for being a part of Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare. Thank you so much. It's been awesome. And thank you for listening listening to 13 questions with scary terry's saturday nightmare scary terry's saturday nightmare is a three-hour metal show heard every single saturday night from nine until midnight central standard time on rock 94 7 and 1029 in central wisconsin and worldwide online at rock 947.com Next time you're on Facebook, please give Scary Terry Saturday Nightmare a like. I'm Terry Stevens. You can follow me on Twitter at TerryRock947. Thanks for listening. 